Just a little announcement about some changes that are coming in leadership, particularly at Preston Minster uh, in the not too distant future that we wanted to update you guys um, about as well. So forgive us for the um, slight change of uh, tact and tone for just a moment while we um, share what's on our hearts. It's been four years now since Hannah and I uh, moved up from London uh, to Preston to prepare to plant this uh, church in this historic city uh, that kind of derives its name from the church that's founded right here at the heart of Preston. And it's amazing to think over those four years of the growth that's taken place in such a short space of time, really. And most importantly, the people who have come to a real uh, and alive faith in Jesus Christ here at the Minster. And what I find really amazing is that this is normal to us now. This is church. This is what church looks like. Uh, and it, you know, if you were to rewind the clock to 2019, things looked very differently here um, at the Minster. There was a small, faithful, but aging congregation struggling to stay afloat and to keep the doors open and a really uncertain future. And since we launched, we've seen churches planted across the Northwest, a network of other HDB churches spring up in the Northwest, 22 people, 22 adults baptized, hundreds do Alpha, a thriving Sunday attendance here, around 200 on a Sunday, which is fantastic, and one of the largest churches in the Diocese of Blackburn. Not to mention things like establishing Spear and being on the front line during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I want really in this time just to really acknowledge and highlight the importance of the staff team in this growth. There's an incredible team that perhaps for most of the week, obviously you guys are out doing the stuff, you're on the front lines, uh, but here at the Mint, there is an, an, you know, a phenomenal team, three clergy, our church warden Mike, six staff members, four LDY, and many, many just committed super team members who serve the church in a voluntary capacity. And these really are the heroes of the church who devote themselves fully to the relentless pursuit of seeing this church grow and be as effective as it can be in making the name of Jesus known in Preston. Now, if you've been around for a little while over the past few years, you'll have noticed several changes taken, taking place. The church has changed unrecognizably from what it was in those early days. That's changes in team, changes in size, changes in style, changes in just programs and things that we've run that we did and didn't. You know, so much has changed from going to meeting in my, our living room as like 25 people to where we are today. Tons has changed. So why am I saying all of this, you might be asking? Well, one of the most tricky decisions a vicar has to make is to know when is the right time to hand on the baton. And I have, thanks to James Cooley, a real life baton here. But one of the hardest decisions is to know when to hand that on. And as I've already mentioned, the church has changed fundamentally since the startup phase when everything required a different and very direct approach, which really suited, suited me. But I believe the Minster is entering into a new season of growth, a new chapter of growth. And to see that realized, a change of senior leadership is needed. So it's with that backdrop that I want to let you know that I have handed in my resignation to the Bishop of Blackburn. And we can unpack that further 
in the moments and days to come. But what I want to emphasize is that what we are seeing here, and you guys are testimony to this, like this, like I said, is normal now. What we're seeing is exciting and incredible growth here at the Minster. Uh, we, you know, in the early January, we stopped, the, well, we paused the four o'clock service and we anticipated like a drop in our attendance. The, the opposite has been true. The church has grown significantly, even since January. And it feels like we're entering into a new chapter. The startup phase is finished. There's a new chapter um, ahead. And the challenges and the opportunities are different to the ones that we've just left behind. And they require a senior leadership team that's, that's, that changes and a, a leadership style particularly that's different from mine. So I'm going to invite at this moment, Tim, would you come up to the stage? That'd be great. Give Tim a big hand. Tim, on a, on a personal note, serving with you has been awesome. You are one of my oldest and best friends. And uh, <laughs> um, I didn't anticipate crying, huh? I have to just read it, I think. So, oh, mate. Don't, don't come any closer, mate. I'll be in bits. I can't see you. Know. I don't know. I just need to like clear my eyes a bit because I can't see. Anyway, when I became a Christian, Tim was doing a gap year at the church, and um, by his words and example, he's been someone that I've looked up to my whole Christian life. So when I was asked to, oh man, I sound weird now. <laughs> when I was asked to take on the job, my first call was to Tim to ask if he'd consider joining me as my associate vicar. Tim is a man, oh man. do you want to read it? Because I think I'm going to just, yeah. Okay. Tim is a man with a deep faith in Jesus and strong godly character. In Interestingly, Tim has never sought to become the vicar. In fact, he'd, al he'd almost made a ministry out of being a long-term vocational second chair leader. Come back, come back, come back. <laughs> he had, he'd made a ministry out of it. It was funny because Tim started to become this guy that people started to invite as like the long-term second chair leader, the long-term associate. Um, so he'd made this ministry out of him. Um, and I've noticed that the questions that Tim's asking as we move forward are different to the questions that I have been asking and are asking going forward. So I guess as we collectively um, navigate the opportunities uh, and the challenges that are in front of us, um, I think that Tim is the best person. To, I'm not going to hand you the baton yet, Tim, because it's not coming yet. But um, Tim is the best person to take us forward into the next season. So it's with that backdrop that I asked him several months ago to consider putting himself forward. I can't appoint Tim. It's definitely not my responsibility. But I said to Tim really strongly, consider, you know, putting yourself forward for, for this job, taking on the baton. And that's something that, um, you know, collectively, um, the senior leadership team, that's myself, Micah's church warden, David Owens as the planting curer, are really excited about, and the bishop, 
as well he's really, really excited about. Uh, we need to make all the usual caveats that um, there will be a process of Tim being interviewed and appointed by the PCC in due course. Like I said, it's definitely not for me to appoint my successor. But following that due diligence, uh, it's intended that Tim will become the vicar over the summer, ensuring complete continuity of leadership without any gaps, which is very unusual within the Church of England. Um, also, another thing to mention is that we are not going anywhere. That's like quite important for us to say to you guys. We love what God is doing here, and we're super excited to be a part of it, but in an unpaid capacity. I've been in full-time paid Christian ministry for my whole Christian life. That's like 15 years if you include training for ordained ministry. And I'm excited to be involved in serving Preston Minster, um, but with a focus on developing our own businesses. I'm excited and in, to encourage and support him as he's encouraged and supported us over these last four years. You may have questions about that, and if I was in your shoes, I would be wondering, is there more to this? If you've been in the church long enough, you know that leaders step down for a number of moral failures and controversies, and I'm glad to say, despite my many moral failures, uh, my reasons for passing on the baton are not very dramatic, but rather rooted in a desire to see our, ch our church, and I say our collectively, not our church, move forward and a sense for us personally to do life differently to the way we have been for some time. I want to be clear, I am more convinced than ever that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The Bible is true. Churches like Preston Minster are the hope of the nation. And our marriage is strong, and I'm not being asked to move on or pushed out or, or anything like that. It's sad, but I need to make all of those caveats. And finally... The final thing I will say is that this is Jesus's church. It's not mine. This is Jesus's church. As vicars, we get to carry this banner for a season. There were vicars before. There'll be many more after. And my prayer is that we can model something it show, shows that healthy change is possible. Oh, I can't see you again now. We can hand on the, the baton well in a way that prioritizes what the church needs, not what we think the church needs. Change is hard, but it's here to stay. If we stop changing, we stop growing, we stop developing, we stop moving forward, we need change. So I'm delighted that Tim's gonna be taking on the bat and I firmly believe he is a right man for the job. And I'd ask you to be praying for him, praying for us as we move into the transition period. So I won't be stepping down until the 31st of July. That'll be my last day. So we're headed into a transitional period. Hence why the baton is such a good analogy. Because we're going to be running, running, running as fast as we can. You know, in a relay race, you've got to get into that box. And it requires the two racers to be running at full speed in order for the handover to happen effectively. So that's the season we're entering into. I feel like a massive mess, but that's all I want to say. <laughs> Hannah, do you want to say anything? I just, I just want to add that um, Preston Minster is our home in like the truest sense of the word. Um, a few weeks ago, Sam, Sam had a Sunday off and um, he, was, he was poorly actually, so he stayed at home and I came with the kids. So we wasn't in any leading capacity, uh, just here. And um, 
oh, my heart was just so moved that Sunday. Like, these are our people. This is our home. We gather here to worship God every Sunday. And our love for each and every one of you and for Sundays is so deep and so true. I feel like we start every Sunday service by saying, oh, it's so good to gather, but we mean that with all of our hearts. We truly believe uh, the local church is the hope of the world and that gathering together is the most beautiful thing we can do. And we are not going anywhere. We yeah, that would be a whole different story if we were having to leave. We, we are so excited to be here every Sunday. And um, I was actually traveling on the train on Friday, and um, I saw seven rainbows. And I was like, oh my goodness, that, is, that means something. Um, but what I just, it means that God is faithful, and God is good, and he's true to his word and his covenant. And yeah, so I just want to leave you all with that. Hold on, we serve a good and a faithful true God who never forgets his covenant to each one of us and his love for us. I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> um, yeah, Hannah, I can't believe you shared that about the rainbows because Emma and I were in Bradford um, and we were, the, the lorry was packed and rainbows have always been significant to me and Emma and uh, we were about to move to Preston and we had all this kind of anxiety and hope and all this sort of stuff and we were just stood there with the lorry full of our life about to move and then and this rainbow came out and it was God's promise that it's going to be okay <laughs> so for you to say that now that what chance have I got right my turn to read slowly <laughs> so following on from everything that uh, you guys have said I just want to personally express my massive thanks to you both honestly receiving that invitation to join the adventure four years ago um began an amazing, an amazing journey for myself, for Emma, and for the boys. And um, it has, the last four years have truly been the most exciting time of ministry that I've ever been a part of, had the privilege of being involved with. Uh, planting this church, navigating lockdowns, seeing people come to faith, baptizing people, sending off new church plants, and so much more. It has truly been phenomenal, Sam. And you have led us with an unwavering passion for Jesus and a passion to make him known. And Sammy, you have built a church where people who don't yet know Jesus feel absolutely welcomed and free to explore him here. And that is the greatest gift you've given us. Serving under your leadership uh, as you have done this has been an immense privilege and I've learned so much from you, my friend. It has been an absolute joy. We have shared this journey from day one, and we've experienced many highs and many lows, and every bit of it has been an absolute honor. Thank you, my friend. It was a huge, huge privilege to be asked by the senior leadership team here, along with the bishops and the archdeacons, to discern whether I sensed a call to become the senior leader here at the Minster. And it was after a deep, deep time of discernment that I began to sense that the right thing for the, us as a church community was to continue the story of what God has begun 
rather than sort of change direction with a new leader coming in. I believe that God is calling us into a new chapter, but not a new book. And uh, I I believe that God uh, might well be asking me to lead us into this new chapter. But something really important uh, is from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And I just want to read it to you. Paul said, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has made it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. And Sam has led us in, this, in planting this church, and I will most likely lead us in the watering. But God is the one who's going to make it grow. And actually, neither one of us are really that important. It's all about Jesus. It's all about his kingdom coming. And with that in mind, I want to say from the very beginning that um, in Jesus, the call to lead is the call to serve. They are one and the same thing in Jesus' economy. We worship Jesus, the servant king, and he calls us into his likeness. So my desire is to serve. To serve you, the church, to serve the local community, and to serve the region as I play my small part as the senior leader here at the Minster. And friends, my invitation to you is to do the same, to lead and to serve wherever God is calling you to play your part. Finally, uh, we must remember that with God, the best is always yet to come. There will be loads of time in the future to talk about like what, what will happen, what are the ideas, how we'll evolve, how God will change us. But what we do know is that God is still inviting us to play our part in the re-evangelization of the nation, the revitalization of the church, and the transformation of society. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And um, finally, finally, just to kind of be a little bit less formal, I wanted to get that bit right. (laughs) But uh, you guys will have so many questions and emotions, and I just want to tell you a couple of things that we're going to do from this point. Firstly, this afternoon, you will be receiving an email uh, with a letter attached from Sam and I. So you'll be able to refer back to this. You don't have to remember it all. (laughs) Just remember the tears. Um, But you'll have a letter that you can refer back to. And tomorrow evening, we're having a whole church Zoom. Remember them, those things we used to do in lockdown. Um, We're going to have a whole church Zoom. You'll all be invited and Sam and I will be sharing a bit more, crying a bit less, a bit more chatty. Um, And and you can bring your questions and we'll type, depending on how many people are there, we'll type them and we'll we'll have some uh, chance to answer some of your questions. So we would absolutely love to do that. So you're all invited to that. And also wanted to say that next term, uh, we're relaunching something called Kingdom Come, which uh, basically are are prayer evenings. And uh, next term, there's going to be a few of those. And I would love to invite you to come along to those. We're going to have a time of deep praying to where God is leading us uh, into into the future. So I would like to absolutely finish uh, in this moment uh, uh, by thanking 
by thanking Sam and Hannah. And would you join me in showing your appreciation for all that they have done, for all they have done. We thank you.